Boys, boys, boys. A week or so later, Jamie's friends started to turn up. They had all been at school together. Therefore, like us girls, they shared many formative years and knew each other like brothers. They came in all shapes and sizes and temperaments. It was a veritable sweetie shop for us girls. One of them was Bonnie's son, Rick. Rick was small, dark, quick as a whip and exotically handsome. He had been a great runner at school, so was as fit as a fiddle. Like a pirate, he had a confident swagger and his eyes twinkled when he smiled his sweetly crooked smile. He was almost a total opposite to Jamie, but curiously just as attractive. Madame Bonito almost dished him up on a plate for us ravenous young girls. We became great friends. Next to arrive was Aaron. His parents owned a theatre in London, so he had been literally brought up in the theatre. He was quiet and gentle and kept himself in the background. I didn't get to know him well until later when he became one of my best friends. And then there was Jules, or Scass as the boys liked to call him. He was like a giant towering over the other boys with a big scar across his face from a motorbike accident, thus the nickname Scass. He had a larger than average Romanesque nose and a booming voice. He had a mop of blonde hair, wore a caftan the whole time, which didn't seem as odd as it sounds. And us girls thought it was really mean to call him Scass. He didn't mind at all. All the same, we called him by his real name, Jules. And that seemed to rub off on the boys too. Having only ever had a few male teachers in the school, this sudden influx of boys around the same age as us was indescribably exciting. We felt all our Christmases had come at once, and they were still coming, attracted to our school like flies. Jamie and I had become close friends by now in a purely platonic way. He had a good friend called Sam, who was already dancing professionally in the Northern Ballet Company, who were going to be performing in our theatre. Jamie, who was away as usual, told him to come and find me. So one glorious sunny Sunday evening, when the Northern Ballet Company arrived in their digs nearby, Sam came straight to the school to find me. Jamie had said that I might be getting a visitor, so Zara and I were sitting in the window of our dorm, as usual, waiting for our surprise guest when Sam arrived. And there he was, hop, skip and jumping up the drive. He looked up at our window. Jamie had obviously given him clear instructions as to where exactly to find me. He had the sparkliest blue eyes I had ever seen and blonde shaggy hair. He was like a puppy dog, bouncing around in the driveway. Come on up, we shouted. How do I get in, he called back. Come round the side to the kitchen door. We ran down the back stairs in a frenzy and breathlessly greeted him at the back door. No airs and graces. It was as if we had known him all our lives. I'm starved, he said, glancing around at the big kitchen that seemed to have no food in it whatsoever. I pointed to the big door that was next to us. That's the larder, I said. It's locked, but we can get in. Follow me. 
We went upstairs into number four dorm, which was empty. The girls must have been in a friend's dorm. We opened the fire exit and went down the ladder into the larder. Sam was thrilled to bits and I was to experience the biggest appetite I had ever seen on anyone. The larder was mostly full of huge tins of potato salad, baked beans and that sort of thing, but it also had lots of loaves of bread and our bread was delicious. Thick and soft, both brown and white, but the white was amazing. There were big drums of real butter and open tins of jam and marmalade and we sat down there in the larder, perched on the high shelves and ate our way through slice after slice and I swear Sam ate an entire loaf to himself. We were firm friends straight away. Sam got us free tickets to see most of their performances while they were at our theatre and he came to visit the larder most nights after the show. Not all the boys that came our way that summer were as handsome, enigmatic and entertaining as these boys and their friends. But these others also entertained us big time. David was a local boy who had some qualifications in electrics, so he was shipped in to set up all the lighting for the shows. He worked for many of the visiting companies too and knew our theatre like the back of his hand. We had previously ignored him simply because he had such greasy hair and a tendency towards acne, but the new visiting boys welcomed him into their pack, so we did too. I would sometimes go to his house for breakfast at the weekends as he lived in East Grinstead. His mum was thrilled to have me as she thought there might be something between us, which there wasn't. David knew that I loved Alpen cereal and he bought creamy gold top milk especially for me, which I poured over the top of my Alpen. It was delicious. It wasn't just me. All of the students were basking in the attention of these boys and I'm sure we were a huge tease to them. Even my guitar teacher suddenly seemed to take me more seriously, inviting me to his house in the holidays. His interest in me certainly improved my guitar playing. Michael, previously the only boy in the school, now gave up his dream of becoming the next Rudolf Nureyev and started to help the boys backstage where all the action seemed to be. He never stopped loving ballet, But at last, he met some boys who totally accepted him. And like me, I think he had the summer of his life so far. Jules had a car, but didn't know how to drive. Jamie could drive, but had no car. So he drove us all around in Jules' car. Freedom! We were out and about every opportunity we had. I was not yet 17, but some of my friends were, and they were allowed to take driving lessons in their free time. I remember Zara skidding in and out of the drive at top speed with a terrified driving instructor in the passenger seat and us all watching in amazement. Molly, another friend, had a boyfriend who drove a Morgan sports car and she used to zip in and out of the drive in his car at the weekends. Our school drive had never seen so much action. These were long, languorous, fun summer days. 1976, a heatwave. We were young, innocent and having the time of our lives.